Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you are doing well and happy Tuesday. Hope you are enjoying the amazing weather. It has been at least here in my part of the world, nice and sunny and warm, which has been amazing. So I hope you guys are doing great. And I am sipping on this morning hydration drink. You guys have heard me speak about this before, and I always switch up my ingredients every now and again and try out some new things. And today... I made this awesome blend with, so I boiled some water. I don't boil it until it's super hot. I just boil it until it's a little bit nice and warm because especially in the morning, I don't want to reach for something that's super cold. So some warm water and then I mix in about a capful, maybe two capfuls of some apple cider vinegar, which I know not everybody loves because they don't love the taste of vinegar. I don't mind it. And it is really great for liver detoxification and for gut health and just really optimizing digestion and supporting hydrochloric acid. So I put a little bit of apple cider vinegar into my cup and mix it with some warm water. I put a scoop of glutamine powder, which is an amino acid that is really healing for the gut. And then I'll throw in a scoop of glow, which is this amazing product that I've been using from Organifi. And it's an organic collagen support product. And so it's really great for hydrating the skin. It helps to support natural collagen production. So it's it's a vegan product. It doesn't actually contain collagen in it. It contains the ingredients that help your body produce its own collagen. So I've been putting a scoop of this into into my hydration drink. And the reason it's great in the morning is because it's loaded with vitamin C. It also has some coconut water in there and some pink Himalayan salt. So it's got a lot of trace minerals in there, which is really hydrating for the body. Because obviously after you've been sleeping all night and basically fasting all night, you are dehydrated, you wake up dehydrated. And also to support your adrenals, those trace minerals are really, really good. So especially like coconut water, uh, coconut water it's really rich and uh, in high in potassium, so which really helps to transport all the other minerals into your bloodstream. And then p- pink Himalayan salt has tons of trace minerals in there. And um, it's great for cellular hydration and also to even balance out internal pH, so like alkalinity. So it's a really awesome product. So it's called Glow. It's from Organifi. And it's really for helping to support skin health and repairing skin cells. There's some aloe vera in it. There's rose hips, which is really rich in vitamin C. And it's really cool because it contains tremella mushroom. And this mushroom specifically has been proven to support skin elasticity and to support hydration. And it is five times more hydrating than hyaluronic acid, which is awesome. So that's what I've been kind of making in the morning. Now, by all means, you can put in a scoop of collagen 
collagen. Sometimes I'll put in a scoop of collagen. Uh, I use Canprev collagen and I'll put a scoop of that in as well. But if you don't have collagen or you are vegan, vegetarian, and you've been looking for a way to support your body's natural ability to produce collagen, this will be a really awesome product. So it's from Organifi. You can head on over to OrganifiShop.com and you can use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 15% off. So I've been mixing a scoop of that with my apple cider vinegar, some L-glutamine, and uh, also throwing in sometimes some, some collagen powder. And, uh, and it's delicious. And the reason it's delicious is because it's a raspberry lemonade flavor. The Glow, that product is a, a raspberry lemonade flavor. So it kind of masks the taste of the apple cider vinegar. And it kind of tastes like I'm just drinking a warm lemonade. That's basically what it tastes like. And it's actually really delicious. So that's what I've been drinking every morning and currently what I am sipping on right now. So you guys go check it out and let me know how you like it if you do try it. All right, so today I I wanted to do a, a little chat about my journey with Hashimoto's and currently where I am now and just kind of giving you guys a bit of an update. I get asked a lot about Hashimoto's and autoimmunity and thyroid health and I have a lot of people asking me what my current diet looks like and have things changed and what do my antibodies look like and how am I feeling and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I would come on here today and give a bit of an update in regards to where I'm at with my healing journey and to just talk a bit about thyroid health and Hashimoto's. And I do cover a lot of this in my book, The 30-Day Hormone Solution. So you can grab my book on any major book platform online where books are sold or at your local your local bookstores. Um, definitely support those little mom and pop shops, especially right now. Um, that would be really, really awesome. So the 30-Day Hormone Solution, you can definitely grab my book. And there is a chapter that is all about thyroid health and adrenal health. And I dive into all of the fundamentals in my book. So if you're looking for more details about thyroid health and especially protocols and supplementation. I do list that all out in the book, so that could be really helpful for you. But today we're going to do a bit of an overview, so let's just dive in. I know that many of you are experiencing, and I, I hear from so many of you um, over on Instagram or sending me emails or in our Facebook community group, you know, you're dealing with things like weight gain and headaches and brain fog and feeling really exhausted and just tired and having cold hands and feet. And you're also dealing with some hormonal imbalances, whether that's PMS or infertility, fibroids. Um, you know, there's a lot of different issues that so many women across the board are dealing with. And so I appreciate you guys reaching out and sharing that with me. And we have a lot of great resources that are here to support you in really healing this podcast being one of those resources. And of course, our online programs are going to be helpful for that too. And our, our coaching support too. So you know, I, I hear you, I feel you. I've been through the same thing myself with a lot of those symptoms. And so just to give a bit of a background, so in 2017, that was when I was initially diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And so basically what really ended up happening was I started to experience these really strange pains and discomfort in my hands. And I... I would, you know, I would work out regularly and when I would go to the gym, 
to lift weights, I was having a really hard time gripping weights. Like my my hands and just like my wrists, I had these like, it, it almost kind of felt a bit like arthritic, and just like some stiffness and some pains in, in my hands and whatnot. And I had a really hard time gripping and lifting weights. Um, I was also extremely tired. I was really fatigued. I literally felt like I was a walking zombie um, for quite a few months. And my sleep was starting to struggle. I, I wasn't sleeping through the night. So of course, that would lead to being more exhausted, um, to feeling more exhausted. I was dealing with a ton of brain fog, and I felt like my memory was failing me. So a lot of things were really starting to show up for me in 2017. And you might even be thinking, but, you know, Samantha, you're a health coach, you're a nutritionist, you know, how could you be feeling this way? And listen, I, I get it. Yes, I eat well, I exercise, I take care of my health, and I practice what I, pe- I uh, what I preach. But of course, at the end of the day, I am a human being, and there are going to be emotional stressors, psychological stressors, physical stressors, all kinds of things that show up in my life that are going to impact me. So stress has a lot to do with autoimmune and of course, just just symptoms in general and, and hormonal imbalances. And so, you know, your body can't really dif- differentiate between a tragic stress, such as a death in the family, from a more common everyday stress, like a to-do list with 25 things on it. So a busy brain is a stressed brain. And I've definitely had my fair share of stress and overwhelm just when it comes to running your own business and entrepreneurship in general. You know, I absolutely love what I do, um, but there's there's a lot of different hats that I'm wearing over here and it can definitely take a toll. And so I would say, you know, Stress is one of those things that really exacerbated my symptoms and causing my causing my immune system to kind of go a bit haywire. So there's a few different reasons why Hashimoto's develops in the first place. And so that's really important to know. Um, stress definitely can play a role in that. Um, but genetic predispositions, this is huge. You know, I... I come from a family where my mother has autoimmune, my grandmother had autoimmune, and pretty much all of my female cousins on my mother's side all have autoimmune. And so there's definitely a ch- genetic predisposition there. Um, there's different environmental triggers. So like I said, stress can be an environmental trigger. Um, things like toxicity and heavy metal toxicity can be a trigger um, for autoimmune. And then of course, intestinal permeability, so leaky gut. So these are three factors that really do play a role in autoimmune disease and causing autoimmune to manifest. Um, And for myself, I pretty much had all three of those. Um, Dealing with, you know, digestion and gut health, that was always an area of weakness for me growing up. Um, And I was on a lot of different antibiotics and over-the-counter meds as a kid. And, you know, my parents did what they knew best. If I was sick or had a flu or cold or whatever it was, you know, my parents, they wanted me to get better, of course. And so they used, you know, would take me to the doctor and I would go on whatever medication was needed, not necessarily medication, but like maybe an antibiotic or something like that. Or I needed some sort of over-the-counter flu or cold, you know, cold and flu medication, something like that. And all of these things start to impact the gut and and destroy the lining of the gut, which leads to leaky gut. And then what happens is you end up having you know, different proteins and whatnot that are 
meant to stay in the gut, you have these protein molecules that escape into the bloodstream. They're supposed to stay in the gut, but they're not. And they end up basically circulating in your bloodstream. And now your body mounts an immune response and attacks various tissues in the body, including your thyroid. And with thyroid hormones, they actually impact leaky gut in a good way. You know, thyroid hormones affect the tight junctions in the stomach and the small intestine. So for example, T3, which is your active thyroid hormone, and T4, which is your inactive thyroid hormone, have been shown in studies to protect the gut mucosal lining from stress-induced ulcer formation. So they really do support your gut. And if you are, you know, on a lot of medication or taking over the counter meds or anything like that, it can really start to destroy the gut. And of course, your diet will destroy your gut as well, right? If you're eating a high sugar diet um, and you're eating a lot of processed foods and artificial sweeteners and um, just processed foods and really poor quality fats, so like fried foods, you know, all of this starts to change your microbiome and it can really cause the bad bacteria to start to overgrow and take over. And this can really lead to intestinal permeability. And now your gut lining is breaking down and you have different protein molecules that are now escaping into the bloodstream and you you have your immune uh, your immune system that starts to attack these tissues in your body. And so that is, you know, something to keep in mind. Your gut health plays a really, really big role here with autoimmune. And so with those three factors, genetic predisposition, environmental triggers, and toxins, and intestinal permeability, these were all three things that were very present for me. So in 2017, I experienced those symptoms. And when they showed up, I instantly knew. I said to myself, I will never forget sitting at my desk and thinking to myself, I have Hashimoto's. Like I, I, I know what this is. And so I went to go see my naturopathic doctor and ran a full thyroid panel. And sure enough, my antibodies came back quite high. They were quite elevated. So at that time, my antibodies were elevated. My my TSH was actually pretty normal. Like it, w- it was within range um, that wasn't flagged. And that's important to note because as maybe you know, and you've heard me speak before about thyroid testing, you know, most doctors are just testing TSH and your TSH can come back normal and it can come back within range. But here you are with all of these symptoms, weight gain and brain fog and fatigue and sleeplessness, insomnia, PMS, infertility, and you're dealing with all these things and you're telling your doctor, hey, something's not right. I don't feel right. And they're like, oh, well, it's not your thyroid. TSH is really only looking at one small part of the picture. And this is why you need to run a full thyroid panel. So that full thyroid panel includes your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, your reverse T3, and then your antibodies, your anti-TPO and your anti-TG. And again, I do go into detail in this in my book. And so for me, my TSH was normal. It was within range, but my antibodies were not. My anti-TPO at that time in 2017 was at 585. And my anti-TG, my thyroglobulin, was it, it was 300. I think it was 300. And so obviously they were elevated. The higher your antibodies are, what that means is the bigger the attack on your thyroid gland. And so at that time, 
I obviously went on a thyroid and autoimmune healing protocol. So I did the AIP diet. And the AIP diet is basically something that focuses more on, it's like paleo, but a whole other level. Um, So basically, there's a lot more restrictions with AIP. And so with AIP, you are eliminating grains, gluten, dairy, you are eliminating nuts and seeds, eggs, you are also eliminating different herbs and spices that come from seeds, so black pepper, mustard because it comes from the seed, fennel seed. You have to be really conscious of things like that. Um, Chocolate is another thing to eliminate. So there's quite a list of things to eliminate. And so obviously at that time, I was not feeling my best. And I took on the AIP protocol. And then I got onto a really good supplement regimen to really heal my thyroid. And I also went on desiccated thyroid at that time. And I was on about 30 milligrams of desiccated thyroid. So the difference with desiccated thyroid and something like Synthroid, which is what your doctor may prescribe, Synthroid is synthetic, um, or often it goes by the name of levothyroxine. Synthroid, levothyroxine, kind of same thing. Um, So with those medications, they are synthetic and they are only providing you with T4, which is your inactive thyroid hormone. And so I went on desiccated thyroid, which is bioidentical, and it provided me with T4 and T3. So when I initially started to take it, I, in those initial weeks, I felt really good. I felt a really good sort of like boost. I felt like that brain fog was starting to lift. My digestion was improving from doing AIP. And, you know, your thyroid, it governs so much in your body. And so this is why you feel so many symptoms. You know, your thyroid is basically... It's, it's in every system in your body, your brain, your lungs, digestion, your ovaries. And so if it's not running optimally, then neither are you and you are really going to feel its effects. So your digestion will feel sluggish and you might have sluggish bowels. And this is why some women feel constipated. So there's a lot of different things that get impacted with your your thyroid. And of course, it's your thyroid really governs the metabolism in your body. And so this is why weight might start to come on. And because it's in every system in your body, including your brain, you this is why you might also experience brain fog and like this sort of sluggish memory. Um, so this is why it really does impact you from head to toe. And so if you do have hypothyroidism, typically 95% of cases of hypothyroidism is actually due to autoimmune Hashimoto's. So it's really important that you go and rule that out and make sure you get a full thyroid panel. Um, you can actually head on over to letsgetchecked.com and they have a at-home thyroid test that you can do at home, which is fantastic. So I do recommend that you check that out and you can use the coupon code healthy hormones, which will save you 20% off their kits and they have all kinds of kits. So if you're looking to get your thyroid tested and you feel like you have been pulling teeth just with your doctor to get your thyroid tested. Trust me, I I totally get that. Um, A lot of doctors are, um, you know, they're really hesitant to run a full panel and they start to question you. And so if you're not getting the proper testing, it is so important that you either one, invest in it it out of pocket with a naturopath, which is what I do, and um, or you can go to letsgetchecked.com 
enter the code healthy hormones and you will save 20% off for your thyroid testing. And it's an at-home kit, so they'll just ship it to you and then you can do it in the comfort of your own home. And I believe it's just a blood prick and uh, it's pretty simple to do. So definitely invest in that. It's so important. So back then in 2017, just wanted to give you guys a bit of an update. That's when I was initially diagnosed. My antibodies were really, really high at that time. And um, I really took it upon myself to get on a a really strategic supplement protocol. I went on desiccated thyroid, uh, really revamped my diet and went on the AIP protocol. And I started to feel a lot better. And then, of course, I'm, you know, conscious of staying on top of my lab testing. So in 2017, yes, those antibodies were quite high. And then I continued to test them, you know, every three to four months, give or take. And they started to slowly come down. And the other thing, my reverse T3, when I initially tested my antibodies in 2017, you know, of course, I, I ran the full thyroid panel, so I, I tested my reverse T3. And the reference range for reverse T3 is between 8 and 25, at, at least here in Canada. And my reverse T3 at that time was 25. It was like right there at the upper limit. And so what that shows me with my reverse T3 being so high is that my adrenals were really impacted because your reverse T3, what that shows me when that's high is that there's a lot of stress going on. And so it's really important to be addressing your adrenal health at the same time as your thyroid health because they really are interconnected and your adrenals and your thyroid speak to each other. So I am often asked, you know, do I treat my thyroid first or my adrenals first? What do I do? And oftentimes it's both. So always work on healing and supporting your adrenals because that in turn will also optimize your thyroid. So Every you know three to four months, I would keep going back, retesting my full thyroid panel. My reverse T3 started to come down and normalize, which was great. My antibodies started to drop a little bit as well. And I just continued on this process for you know, a good two and a half years now, now that we're in, we're in 2020. And so I started to reintroduce over the years, some food back and some grains here and there back into my diet, maybe some oats here and there, some nuts and seeds, chocolate, you know, I started to slowly reintroduce these things um, over the past few years. And, um, you know, cause you, you, that's really the point. The point is that yes, you want to eliminate these things initially, really work on healing your body, healing your gut so that you can better digest these foods and really heal that leaky gut. And then you can start to reintroduce foods and slowly reintroduce those foods. So you can start to pay attention to what foods are really aggravating you. So for example, eggs, you know, eggs was one of those things that I absolutely love and I used to eat all of the time. And then when I went AIP, I had to cut out those eggs. And initially I was like, oh my God, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Because they were just such a go-to food for me. And then literally for like eight or nine months, I didn't eat eggs. I found so many amazing alternatives to eat and I found all this other variety that I just wasn't, um, that I'd never had in my diet before. And so it took a while for me to bring those eggs back in because I got to a point where I no longer felt like I really needed them. And so I've started to reintroduce more of those now into my diet, but I'm, I'm not as cult to really want to eat them the way that I was before. Um, and so I, I really don't eat them as much. And with eggs too, 
they are often a top allergen. So I also did my food allergy testing and eggs were definitely at the top of the list there. And the thing with eggs is that it can really impact you based on how it's cooked. So I find that if I have a fried egg where the yolk is totally hard, I I can actually digest that a lot better. But if I have like a sunny side up or something and the yolk is more runny, I find I don't digest it as well. So you really have to pay attention to that because if you're scrambling them or frying them or sunny side up or poaching them, it alters how you digest that protein. And so just pay attention to the different ways you cook your eggs and see if there's certain ways that you can actually tolerate it. So for example, if it's baked into something, I'm totally fine. So I think it's just, for me specifically, it's the yolk that really needs to be overcooked. Um, Same with the whites, like it has to be like really overcooked and cooked well for me to tolerate it. Um, So something to pay attention to for yourself. Okay, so where to go from here? So basically, that was a bit of the background for those who may not be familiar with my story and when I was initially diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Um, So I made a real conscious effort to put a nutrition protocol in place, supplement protocol, get on some desiccated thyroid, and to really just stay on top of my testing and monitor, monitor that every three to four months. And so as of late... I'm going to go back to November of 2019. Um, So at that point, November, um, so this is what, going back six months ago, give or take, seven months ago, I was at this point where I was feeling really good and I wasn't finding that I needed to to remain on desiccated thyroid. So I had been on it now at that point for almost a good two years. And I was at this point where I was feeling like, you know, I, I feel really good. I My energy is great. I sleep so much better. That was a big thing that I gave a lot of attention to was my sleep and really getting my sleep back because if you're not sleeping, you are not healing. So that was a really big priority of mine um, over the years and it still is. It will always be an ongoing priority because sleep is really everything and so important for healing. So back in November, I just decided that, you know, I don't want to remain on desiccated thyroid forever. I don't want to be reliant on this for the rest of my life. And I want to see how my body feels coming off of it. And I was feeling really good. And so I felt, okay, this is time, you know, I'm, I don't think I need to do this anymore or need to take this anymore. So I decided to stop taking my desiccated thyroid in November, 2019. And sure enough, the next month in December, my cycle was all over the place. And it remained that way for a good five months. So I would, my cycle, I'm always regular, like 28 days to the T. And that's what regular means for me. So for some women, regular might mean every 30 days. It might mean every 26 days. It might mean every 33 days. Everyone's going to be different. And for me, I was 28 days to the T. So come December, my cycle showed up at 23 days, super early. And then the next month, it showed up at 35 days. And this kept going on for a good four to five months. And I initially, of course, was starting to get really concerned and worried. But I also recognized that this is because I'm not on desiccated thyroid and my body is trying to find its equilibrium again and and really balance out again. And so I'm just going to really honor this process, continue to support my body with my 
nutrition and my food and movement and nature and sleep and and just trust that this is going to work out. And then also my digestion was starting to get really, really sluggish. And I was starting to experience a lot of almost like heartburn, which was very new to me. And I was experiencing just some just some inconsistencies with bowel movements, and it was just very different. Um, and obviously, this is all going back to the fact that I stopped desiccated thyroid. So, you know, I was no longer supplying my body with T4 and T3. And like I said, my body was just trying to find its new new rhythm again. And so, I continued with, you know, really great protocols supporting my body. And then just recently in in May, I went back and retested all my thyroid labs to um, to just kind of monitor where I was at. Actually, I forgot to mention that in November, when I decided to come off the desiccated thyroid, in November, I tested my antibodies and a full thyroid panel at that point, and everything had dropped significantly, which was great. So my thyroglobulin at that point in November was at 56, which is amazing. It had never been that low. Um, and the reference range is basically you want it below 40. And so it was at 56. So it was really great to see that. My TSH was a little bit on the higher side, um, but my T4 was great. T3 was great. My re- reverse T3 was wonderful. And then my peroxidase, it was still, it was in the 300s, but that's from basically like almost 600 that it had dropped. So it, it had dropped pretty much half, which was great. So when I started to see that my antibodies were starting to drop, I, that's when I really decided as well that, you know what, I'm feeling good. And also my labs are showing me that things are moving in the right direction. So I'm going to come off the desiccated thyroid. And so then recently now in May, I decided to test everything again. And sure enough, my antibodies have both gone up. Um, but my TSH is normal. Um, my T4, my T3, reverse T3, everything else looks really, really great. But the antibodies have come up. And also my period now, my cycle it for the past two months has normalized. So that's really good news. So my cycle normalized. I know it needed some time. And um, otherwise, I still feel really, really good. But those antibodies have gone up. So where do I go from here? And maybe this is also something that you're dealing with yourself. Maybe you are kind of all over the place with your antibodies. Um and you know you're wondering what to do and what that new path is going to look like for you and here's what i can say is that number 1 your antibodies and your tsh it really is like the sliding scale it's really challenging to pinpoint one thing that is causing the issue because it's not one thing it's a it's multiple things so when i look back okay what happened in the past you know 6 to 7 months since i've come off my desiccated thyroid well number 1 i'm not on desiccated thyroid anymore right so that's one thing that was a huge change i'm no longer taking bioidenticals and that could be one of the reasons why my antibodies went up, right? It's no longer getting that that extra support. Um, I've introduced a lot more foods back into my diet, um, grains, and um, just experimenting with different foods. 
also like nuts and seeds. So maybe, maybe it's my diet and, and I'm reacting to some certain foods. I've definitely eaten a lot more eggs in the past little uh, while than I have in the past. So it could be particular foods. It could be stress. That's for sure. We are definitely going through a lot right now and feeling all of the things with everything that's going on in the world right now. It feels like it's a bit of a shit show right now, right? Um, with all that's going on with this pandemic and everything. And so my stress levels and work and all of that. Um, there is a a lot on my plate. And again, I love my work. I love what I do, but stress is stress, right? And so there's a lot of different factors here. Also, coming out of basically the winter months, your thyroid really does love heat. And so I personally find that I don't thrive in the winter. I'm super cold in the winter. Um, I find like my body, it's just taking more time for me to heat up, um, which is one of the reasons why I love using the infrared sauna. Um, and so your thyroid really does love heat. And so I'm really hopeful that like as now we're heading into the warmer summer months that that's going to have a positive impact because also now I'm outside a lot more. I don't love going outside in the winter time, um, especially when it's like minus 20. You know, now I'm going for so many more walks and I'm outside, I'm in nature a lot. And in the winter time, you know, I just, I don't do that as much. And so it could be environment that's impacting. It could be so many things. And the other thing to keep in mind is that I'm not upset about it. I'm not at this point where I'm like, oh my God, I'm regressing. It's going backwards. You know, I'm not healing. I'm not getting so hung up on it. I recognize that it really is a fluctuating scale and there's going to be so many things that impact my health and my thyroid and my antibodies that what's important is that I continue to monitor, monitor it, continue to do my testing and stay on top of it, and then come back to the drawing board and tweak things and keep moving forward. And that's what I really want you to take away from this. I don't want you to ever feel defeated by what your labs show you because after regularly testing my thyroid in the past two and a half years, it has been up and down, up and down, up and down. And so and I, again, and I also recognize I'm no longer on desiccated thyroid and my body just needs some time. And perhaps it could be one of the reasons why those antibodies went up a bit. So I am just going to continue moving forward, supporting my body in the best way that I know possible. I feel really good. I feel great in my body. I actually have really great energy, except on those days where there's like maybe an allergy attack and some histamine release um, because histamine release actually makes you really tired. Um, so if you have environmental allergies and maybe you're reacting to like pollen or uh, pollen or dust or um, pet dander or anything, um, you know, that release, that histamine release can actually make you feel quite tired. But outside of that, my sleep is fantastic. I have a lot of energy and I'm working out anywhere from four to five days a week. I do low barrier exercise. I do weight training and I also do some like bar Pilates yoga. So I do some like really light work mixed in with some like heavier weight training days, but I move very slowly. I don't do any type of like super high intensity, nothing like that. Um, and I feel really, really great. I'm on a really great supplement protocol and I, um, I'm at this point where, you know, coming back to the drawing board, doing some 
some assessments and seeing if I maybe need to change up some things with my supplements, um, especially now that I'm not on the desiccated thyroid, maybe my body just needs a little extra support. So I personally am going to start looking into more homeopathics and introducing some homeopathics. And I also started taking Wobe Enzyme. And Wobe Enzyme is basically a it's a proteolytic enzyme. So what that means is, so you might be familiar with enzymes. You probably heard me speak about digestive enzymes before. And digestive enzymes are really fantastic because they help your body break down your food. They help you digest your protein, your fats, and your carbohydrates. So those are digestive enzymes. But Wobe enzyme is a proteolytic enzyme. So what this means is you actually use it in between meals, like you use it away from food on an empty stomach, and it really helps to essentially eat away at systemic inflammation. And it's been really great. Um, studies have shown it's been really great to reduce thyroid antibodies over a three to six month period. Um, so I was using that back in the day. That was part of my protocol, and then I had stopped. And so I'm going to reintroduce it again. And then also in my book, I do share some really great thyroid protocols, um, supplement protocols. There's some really important things to consider, like vitamin D and zinc and um, selenium, as well as some ashwagandha is really great for supporting T4. And it really helps increase circulating T4 levels uh, by benefiting the increase of T4 to T3 conversion. Um, So that's really wonderful. And then inositol is really great as well. So I explain more of this in the book and dosaging and whatnot. So if you really want to go check that out, I highly recommend it. And with all that said, it is so important that you don't navigate this by yourself. These decisions that I make for my thyroid health and and my antibodies and my testing and all of it, I have a team. I, I hire, I have a naturopath that I always confide in and I get her feedback because sometimes you know, for myself, especially, yes, I know so much about the body and health and hormones and thyroid and all of it, but I, it's very easy to miss things, you know, having another set of eyes on things who can point out a different, um, a different strategy is really important. So I really encourage you don't navigate this by yourself. You really want to work with a practitioner. You don't just want to be taking supplements just because I said it. You want to take something that is specific and strategic for you. And again, making sure you're getting the appropriate testing so you can really see the whole picture. So that is where I'm currently at right now. And it's just, it's a journey. It's an ongoing journey. It will be a forever journey. And I am, I'm all for it, just staying on top of it, continuing to monitor, continuing to have support and people I can confide in and can really help support me on this journey. And really just trusting that my body is, it's in a process of healing and it, um, there's a lot of changes that are happening. And like I said, coming off of desiccated thyroid, my body had to find its new sort of equilibrium again. And that's where I'm currently at. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I, I also, you know, think it's really important that you, that if you're in this sort of same position and, and perhaps, you know, going back and forth with your antibodies and, and whatnot, 
it's it's not a time for you to feel defeated because there's so much that can be done. And it just means that you need to kind of go back to the drawing board and and look at some things that you might need to reassess. And that for you might might be your stress. It might be your work schedule. It might be your your workouts. It might be your supplements, your nutrition. It could be your sleep. Like there's so many different areas to look at. Um, and it's just time to really, you know, have those honest conversations with yourself and see where you really need to um, make some make some changes. And just going back to supplements as as well, there's some really great, you know, companies as well to check out. Um, cause that's another big question that I get in terms of, you know, what companies do I look for? Again, always work with a practitioner. Um, but there are some really great products that you can check out from AOR. So for adrenal health, AOR has a great product called Ortho Adapt. Canprev has a really great product called Adrenal Chill, which I am personally taking right now on the thyroid side of things. And I also do list all this out in my book, AOR has a great product called Thyroid Support. Canprev has a product called Thyroid Pro. Designs for Health has a product called Thyroid Synergy. So if you're looking for specific brands and whatnot, those are some that um, are really therapeutic and really high quality and that I definitely recommend. Um, but again, speak with your practitioner, put a plan of action in place for yourself and um, and see and see what works for you because what works for me will be different for you. And uh, we are also bio-individually different. Um, so our strategies should really represent that as well. All right. So that that is that. That's a bit of my story there in terms of where I'm at with autoimmune. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, you know, you can always find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. You can send me a direct message there. Let me know what's going on with yourself. Um, if you need support with getting testing or you're looking for a practitioner support, I do have just a few openings right now to take on a few clients specifically with thyroid health or autoimmune Hashimoto's. And if you're looking for some support there, then don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I will not be taking on one-on-one clients probably in the next, um, like I said, I have a few openings right now. And then I will probably be closing that off in the next month or two um, because we're just we're just super busy. So I really want to manage obviously my time and my boundaries and to be able to give all of our clients the best support. Um, so you can always reach me there on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. You can head on over to my website, holisticwellness.ca. Lots of great resources there. You can actually search up about more about the autoimmune paleo protocol there as well. Uh, we also do have an online program healing and dealing with Hashimoto's. So if you head to holisticwellness.ca, you can just click on online programs and you can check out the different online programs that we have available. So healing and dealing with Hashimoto's could be a really great um, a really great option for you to dive into. It's a four-week program where we dive into all things thyroid health and obviously Hashimoto's and from the diet perspective, supplement perspective, sleep, lifestyle, stress, all of it. We cover it in that four-week program. Um, the Healthy Hormones for Women program. So if you're dealing with not just thyroid issues, but you want to dive deeper into gut health and to PMS and to just hormones overall and estrogen dominance, you can definitely check out the Healthy Hormones for Women online program. That's a six-week program. And I take you through liver detoxification, blood sugar management, and gut health and thyroid health, adrenals, PMS, all of it, and has a really amazing healing uh, hormone plan in there as well, a nutrition meal plan, where I divide up the recipes and 
into the meal plan based on the different parts of um, the different phases of your cycle. So whether you're in ovulation or luteal phase or follicular phase, it's all broken up for you there. Um, So lots of great options for you guys to heal. It's so important to invest in yourself, learn about your body, learn about the inner workings of your body and to, to really, you know, that knowledge is so powerful. I started to make better choices for myself and my health as I started to learn more about my body and my hormones and how everything functioned and how everything was interconnected. And so, you know, take that, that take back that power. It's not just what your doctor says. It's important that you really understand your body. And um, that's why we've got these programs for you. So if you have any questions, you can find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Thank you everybody for tuning in today. And I really appreciate you listening to my story. And I hope that in some way, it will inspire you to and motivate and inspire you to make change in in your health and to really just honor where you're at with your body and your health and to to always recognize that you're not regressing. It's a learning process. There's so much to learn and there's so many different things that can impact your health. And it's always just about not giving up and continuing just to move forward and to make those changes and to, to get support. So if you need support, We're here for you. Thanks for tuning in. We would love it if you can leave us a rating and a review on any major podcast platform that you listen to us on. I love reading them. They mean so, so much to me. And it's just so great knowing that we're making an impact on women's health and hormones because that's what this is all about at the end of the day. So thank you everyone for tuning in. I will chat with you all next week. Have a wonderful week.